0: Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. Market view on Money FM 89.3. You're back on Money FM 89.3. Now, since May, we've actually seen the SCI hold faithfully to this tight trading range between 3100 and 3200. But as we're seeing so far today on this Thursday afternoon, the STI has now fallen a handful of points below that 3100 support level. Well, back in May, DBS Equities market strategist uh, Yoki Yan correctly predicted that the STI might actually move in a sideways fashion for the foreseeable future. Well, today we're joined on Money FM 89.3 by Mr. Yoki Yan who's here to share with us his thoughts on how faithfully the STI has moved in relation to his previous prognosis and what he thinks the STI might be doing in the next couple of months. Mr. Yo? thank you so much for joining us. Glad to hear you and your loved ones are in good health and safe uh-huh. during these times. And welcome back to the show, sir. Good afternoon to you. Yeah,
1: good afternoon, Jesse.
0: All right. So, Mr. Yo, you know, it seems that your outlook on the STI trading sideways for months was fairly spot on. The benchmark stuck within the 3100 to 3200 trading range for the most part although today we are seeing it trade a handful of points below 3,100. What is this telling you about current market sentiment in Singapore, where we see it more or less trading faithfully within that particular range that you more or less correctly predicted a few months ago?
1: I think the market choppiness in the past four months, is a sign that you know, our large-cap stocks <clears throat> are taking a breather, following the very rapid, I guess, 31, almost 31% recovery rally since November last year. And this was powered by the COVID vaccine approvals and, of course, the uh, global vaccination go up. Now, post the rally, equity market valuations have started to normalise. And I guess, you know, investors are now becoming more sensitive to news uncertainties. Now, this includes, you know, in recent times the changing COVID measures in Singapore <clears throat> since early May that have still in now, actually. Uh, a bit, uh, bit of uh, easing uh, going on, There's also concerns about the Fed taper tantrum, and um, you know supply chain disruptions and the impact on the uh, global reopening due to the more uh, infectious dealt there. So um, I guess the, the swing within this hundred point range in the past four months has posed a, a tough and at times frustrating environment, you know, for investors and traders alike. But such market behaviour is actually not surprising. When you look at it, the stock market is it's just a leading indicator of the economy. Now, the trajectory of Singapore's year-on-year GDP will likely peak at 14.7% year-on-year growth you know, in uh, second quarter and start to normalise going forward. So likewise, I think you know, the FDI has also started to turn since April to reflect
0: that normalization process. In in fact, and we we see a trade uh, within this trade tight range. It's a little better than what we've seen in other markets, especially in the ASEAN region, where we've seen them actually lose significant ground. Being stuck in a trading range might be better than what we're seeing in some of our neighbors. But um, as we mentioned a while ago, Mister Yo, you know we've seen the SEI now fall below that 3,100 level today. How are you looking at this potential breach?
1: Actually, my My view has uh, always been that um, it should likely trade within three thousand to three thousand three hundred for the period of a good few months. All right. So even if the index were to drop, you know, three one, to me, it's okay. It's still within this range. All right. So I I think one you know one of the uh, the the main reasons you know on the upside I guess one of the main reasons holding back the the index uh, below the 3,200 uh, 3, level is the uncertainty that you know the delta variant has created. And uh, in, in Singapore, it's led to uh, very unstable domestic uh, reopening recently. Uh, it's also wrecking havoc to our ASEAN levels. I think even even countries that have a uh, high vaccination rate, such as the US and UK, have had to go back some of their easing measures. And and also countries that have, until recently, done a good job in keeping COVID under control, such as China and Australia, have had to reinforce uh, lockdowns in certain areas. So all this, I guess, will cause supply chain disruption, dampen domestic demand over there, and uh, delay international borders reopening. And many of these countries are actually Singapore's major trading partners. Mm-hmm. Um, so to me a, a key catalyst you know, for the index to eventually reach above this three you two know, that you talked about, um, I guess uh, would be a sufficiently high vaccination rate for all our major trading partners, such that economic activities can resume on a more stable and sustainable basis. No, but the vaccination rate across this country currently still varies very widely. And, you know, we may have to wait a few more months before that occurs. Mm-hmm. Now, my, my own year-end target for the FDI is just a tad above 3.3. So, to me, I think even any breach of the 3,200 level uh, this year will still likely find resistance around the 3.3 level.
0: We're still speaking to Mr. Yokiyan, Yan, equity market strategist at DBS here on Money FM 89.3. And you did touch on a handful of external factors, talking about vaccination rates for some of our ma- major trading partners here in Singapore. In fact, Mr. Yan, we've seen markets worldwide rocked by a handful of key concerns from rising Delta COVID infections to a more hawkish Fed. We've heard some of these pronouncements from some of the monetary authorities in the United States over the last couple of weeks. And seem even some of the regulatory moves hitting Chinese tech stocks, for instance, causing ripples across uh, markets in the world. But really, how important are some of these external factors for local market sentiment here in Singapore? Should equity markets or should uh, stocks here care so much about what's going on there, or are they creating justifiable ripples for markets here?
1: Now, the firstly, the, the market uncertainty over Delta variant, I think, will uh, steadily subside going forward as the uh, vaccination rates for our trading partners pick up. Now, uh, looks on the tone of the more selfish bet, the You know, like what you said, the U.S. markets reacted negatively last night in a follow-through reaction in Asia today. Right, this after the July minutes to the uh, Fed meeting showed a desire to start tapering in the later part of this year. But if you look at it, this is not much different from current consensus for the tapering timeline. Some say that at the end of this year, others think it's the start of next year. So one to two months difference doesn't make much. Unlike back in 2013, you know, I think financial markets now are much better prepared for Fed taper this time around. So I think you know, while tapering expectation can be a source of uh, market choppiness, you know, anywhere within this S T I three thousand to three thousand three hundred range over the next few months, I think it's unlikely to cause more weakness beyond that. Um, I think investors will investors will soon get used to this paper talk eventually. And uh, accept that actually this is part and parcel of economic recovery. Now, um, next is on uh, China's crackdown on tech. All right, uh, that's also uh, affecting sentiment for the North Asian markets. Well, it's actually targeted at the large internet giants uh, to stop them from actually amassing huge amount of data uh, that they can use to create monopolies for themselves. Now, I note that this, this tech crack now is actually not targeted at the technology hardware or semiconductor companies. In fact, I think China is investing more into the semiconductor industry to address the global demand supply imbalance. Now, for the STI, fortunately, there's no uh, uh, large internet giant components stock in it. So the China crackdown should have uh, no impact. On the other hand, now there are a few semiconductor links here in Singapore, you know, such as UMS and AEM, But could mm-hmm. uh, benefit instead, you know, from the strong global semiconductor
0: demand? Um. Very quickly, Mister Yeo. Um. You know, as we've noted in the last twelve months since the start of the pandemic, we we see considerable, uh, considerably higher number of retail investors out there taking taking their chances in the markets investing now. But we are coming through a period where valuations continue to remain relatively high, especially in major markets. And there are some who are skeptical that uh, markets could actually uh, be, be in for some volatility in the coming months. What advice might you have for retail investors into the final third of the year, especially these some who are relatively new in the market or have entered as part of that retail rush of the last 12 months?
1: Okay. Yes, I uh, come yes, Compared to last year, you know, the easy money has been made for most sectors, but there are uh, opportunities uh, that still can be found. One such example would be the reopening, uh, the domestic reopening stocks. Uh, that should see uh, improved uh, outlook going forward. Now, I, I think this group, for example, is uh, is among the last of the COVID recovery plays that's yet to fully pan out. Um, I think maybe construction related stuff could also benefit, you know, as Singapore is poised also to reopen its door uh, for foreign essential workers. Now, my advice for retail investors is always the same, I guess, uh, especially more so, uh, you know, over the next few months. That is uh, to stay nimble, you know, always keep some dry powder, stay focused, don't be distracted by rumours. And I think most important of all, uh, during this period, is to uh, stay healthy
0: and safe. I'd like to thank Mr. Yoki Yan, uh, Equity Market Strategist at DBS, for joining us today on Monday FMN 89.3 to talk about the STI's tight trading range and if it will continue as we head towards the end of the year. Uh, Mr. Yo, as always, I wish you and your loved and continued health and safety during these times. And we look forward to next time you can join us on the show. Meanwhile, you yourself, sir, I hope you do stay safe and have a great rest of the week.
1: Thank you, JC. Thank you for having me.